Hi guys, um, welcome to the Daily Roundup for clients. Um, just quickly in East Asia Pacific, we've had 28 or 29 developments plus uh, the Myanmar report. The major issue that um, I covered today for East Asia Pacific is uh, workers are threatening nationwide process, protests in Indonesia where several worker groups, including the Confederation of Indonesian Trade Unions have threatened the whole nationwide protests against the rising prices of goods, such as um, particularly cooking oil as it, as it leads into the festive season. But what's interesting is that the trade unions basically um, given a seven-day ultimatum for authorities to address these demands. And that's the main issue that we assess today and, and, and give advice um, to our clients on. Obviously, as I mentioned, 28 other issues. The other key thing to note is I'm in Myanmar, and I mean, obviously, that's a significant report each day, but clashes have continued between the Tatmadaw, which is the Myanmar's military, and the Kachin Independence Army, that along with the Arakan Army, one of the main um, armed ethnic organisations, and, and they're a seriously kitted out entity. So the problem for Myanmar now is for, for the military government, um, unlike the Thai military government, the Myanmar military government are competent uh, managers. They're not, um, they don't have uh, public support. And now they've divided the country into three, one being them and their sympathisers, their employees and the families of them. One is the, the various armed states that they've made enemies out of over the last sort of half, half a century. And now everybody else in the country that isn't a part of either the military or the armed ethnic organisation states, which are predominantly on the border. So the big, deep hole in Myanmar is getting deeper and hotter. Um, gents, I'm going to have to excuse myself. I'm involved in some advice for a client on some matters in Indonesia. So, Bhargav, I'll hand it over to you and Furude to carry on with South Asia, and I'll need to disappear. Okay. Thank you, Paul. Uh, certainly. So over to you there. I hear a lot of protests coming up in Sri Lanka. Any inputs on that? Yeah, Bhargav. So uh, for South Asia today, we covered 12 events. And uh, yes, as you said, the assessed event is the anti-government protest in Sri Lanka. So another party, the National People's Party, protested in Colombo district yesterday. And uh, there have been a wave of anti-government protests, mainly by opposition parties and leftist groups against uh, the government's failure to Long economic and power crisis in the country. Uh, so we've been seeing more and more protests happening. And uh, Hargov, I want to ask you a question regarding... So the Rajapaksa government came to power in 2019 on a security platform. Uh, this was after the Easter Sunday church bombings. Um, and in the 2020 parliamentary elections, the Rajapaksa has consolidated their power and they've been strengthening their position. So they've been with overwhelming support on a security platform, but they haven't been able to address the economic woes that have been plaguing uh, Sri Lanka for some time. So how long do you think they can keep campaigning or doing as they do before there will be some sort of reckoning? There, if I do not call the situation grim, I wouldn't be too honest with the situation or my assessment. The economic situation has gone from bad to worse. The, this is going to make matters worse at the ground level, especially with uh, with people who aren't really in corporate sort of jobs. 
and they will resort to migration which has already started uh, into Tamil Nadu in India and they may be going elsewhere like they did during the war years uh, in the previous decade. Now, it is true that they came up on a, on a security platform. In fact, strongman image uh, was what uh, fueling them to the power. And Rajpaksa uh, brothers, especially Gotabaya Rajpaksa, who was the current president, was a defense secretary during the war years uh, up until 2009 when LTTE or the Tamil rebels were defeated in the north. And the current prime minister, Mahinda Rajpaksa was a president back then. So this decisive leadership image, what they have, is it's he's they're failing them failing themselves in terms of uh, taking harsh, brash decisions uh, by cancelling all fertilizers or banning all fertilizers from Sri Lanka. Such abrupt policies are likely to create tensions at the ground level, especially with precarious economic situation brought on by multiple factors, starting with uh, starting with uh, fiduciary mismanagement or, or debt reconstruction or restructuring, which they proposed with China, which, which failed apparently. Now, all of these factors contribute to instability in the political landscape, as well as it's going to affect the security paradigm as well. Because with growing protests, growing political instability, it will give vacuum or space for dissident groups, including Tamils who are uh, operating as sleeper cells or through the Colombo underworld. They're going to see this as an opportunity. And I can't really underline the importance of maintaining the security posture enough, especially after 2019 Easter Sunday bombings, which caught everybody by surprise. Even the intelligence agency, who were warned by external intelligence agencies from India that this is going to happen. So the complacency may actually cause further consternation in the security paradigm as a whole. So they need to watch out and businesses need to uh, take note of all of these developments in the in the mid to long term, especially if they're considering uh, investments. And in the short term, they need to ensure their investments are secure, uh, and not to mention all their uh, all their operational issues at the ground level with growing protests. So, so with that, uh, Uday, can we pass it on to Middle East? Unless yes, you we have... can. Yes, we can, Pargo. Okay. Thank you, Uday. Uh, 